0: or your meals. Push yourself. And I say this all the time. Don't sleep through your fast. You don't know what that means? All right, so you say, okay, well, I'm going to fast breakfast. <laughs> but you don't get up until after lunch. Yeah. Like, oh, whew, thank you, Lord, I did my fast. <laughs> no, 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 let's... And for those of you who have been doing this for some time, push yourself. If, if it's nothing for you to skip breakfast or one meal, then add, add to it. The last time, and this again, this is with all of what I said about the medical, this is including that, so... But all things being equal, if you, the last time you fasted, it was a breeze, and say, like David, I will not offer the Lord that which cost me nothing. There'd be a sacrifice here. I want to beat my body if you will and bring it into the kind of submission where the voice of God is louder than the voice of my flesh if you have any kind of questions or anything that has to do with this right after service you got myself you have Dino Where is Dino? Is Dino in here? Oh, all right, there he is. Dino. Um, You have Pastor Pam. You have Isaac and Vida. Raise your hand, Isaac. Isaac, raise your hand. Vida, raise your (laughs) hand. Your son raised his hand, Isaac. (laughs) You have some leaders that are here. Um, our, Our lead intercessor that's here, Janae. Janae, raise your hand. Can, you, can talk, you can talk to people and say, hey, look, I want to do this. Pastor was saying this. This is a question that I have. Because we just want to have conversations and get better. The goal in this is to learn how to be with him. That's why it's called a day, learning how to pause and be with him. I want to give you a a passage, a couple passages of scripture. These are, these passages are both in the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter 37 and verse 7 and Psalm chapter 46, verse 10. Look at Psalm 37 7. It says, Be still in the presence of the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. Hey, can we all read that one together? Let's read that together. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hey, go ahead. Hey, go ahead. I had a cramp there for a second. Okay. All right, let's go. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. We can read the rest. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Now, there's a whole lot that goes with that. If you read the next few verses, it shows you the intention of the enemy or those who listen uh, where the wicked are concerned. But that first part, you put that verse back up there one more time for me. That first part is just so important. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait. And for some of us, that's hard. I remember as a young Christian, I always had to have activity. I always had to have people around me. And it took a minute for me to learn that it's okay to invite him in. And part of it was because I didn't see God really as a person. I didn't see him as father. I didn't see him as someone who wanted to be with me. And so I did a lot of doing, thinking that, I was getting closer to him because I was doing, there's a place to do. There's a place for it. There's a place for activity. There's a place for serving. But serving should not replace being. And so we're going to learn how to wait patiently for him. Let's look at Psalm chapter 46. Psalm 46 in verse 10. Let's read this together. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. In fact, there's one passage of scripture that says, even the rocks will cry out in response to who God is. But you know, his greatest desire is not for nature to respond to him. It's not even for the angels to respond to him. It's for those that he loves to respond to his love, which is why I opened up with, we're inviting God in, but that invitation that we're giving for God is in response to his invitation to come close, turn aside, know how I feel about you. Know that when everybody else leaves, I will stay. Now, I want, you to, I want you to see that and see this beautiful picture that I reference all the time. Here is a woman who has been dragged into the church in front of religious people. And she's thrown down at the front And what's highlighted is, Jesus, the law of Moses says that because this woman was caught in the act of adultery, she should be stoned. And while the goal was to trick Jesus, there's still a lesson that we learn from Jesus' response. You can always learn from Jesus' response. And so here's this woman. And many of you already know this story. Jesus began to write on the ground. And everybody can, you know, suppose what he wrote. At the end of the day, after he finished writing, he got up and he says, whoever is without sin cast the first stone. And so from the oldest to the youngest, there's a lesson in that. The oldest to the youngest, they started dropping their stones. There's some who believe that the oldest started doing it first because they know what they've done in their life. And when conviction shows up through wisdom, they're always the first to respond. Sometimes it takes the younger, a little longer. And I'm not talking about children. I'm just talking about the younger. But they all left. So Jesus turned and said, woman, where are those who were condemning you? Where are they at? Who's here? She said, there's none here. That's why I made the statement that he's the God who stays. You can always count on him to stay. In fact, the Bible says, even even if some don't believe, he abides faithful. So he's always inviting us in. What he wants from us Is a response that says, I wanna be with you. I want you to be in my activity and my day. It's really what the pause is about. It's slowing down. It's slowing down. For a few years, I had something in a congregation that I led at the time, Philadelphia. It was called The Pause. And actually, it was for the university students and for the businesses in the community. It was right on a campus. The church is on a campus. And so we had on the front screen the pause from 12 to 1. Anyone on Wednesdays, the middle of the week, and in the middle of the day, wanted to pause and invite God in. We opened the doors to the church for that. People started coming in, professors, technicians, tellers, students, mothers, all kinds of people would come in the middle of the day and say, I need to slow down, take my lunch hour, and I'm going to think about God. And it morphed into some wonderful conversations and testimonies, and there's a beautiful picture. Can we do that for our lives? The pause, 21 days. Why 21 days? Because it takes 21 days to start a habit. And we're going to try and get comfortable after those 21 days. But for the first 21 days and starting at the beginning of the year, we want to develop a habit. Now, I'm going to caution you. Those of you who have made resolutions that I want to get in shape, I want to lose weight, I want to change my eating habits, all of that is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't let that be your motivation. Don't let that be your motivation. Let your motivation be like one of my favorite songs, a guy named Larno Harris. Every year when Pam and I started dating up through marriage, she would always buy me a Larno Harris CD or tape at the time. For some of you that are young, a tape is like a little square thing. It's got two reels in it and dare I bring up what an album is, what a, what a record is. One year she bought me a, um, a tape from Larnell and it was this song called I Miss My Time With You. I Miss My Time With You. The Course says those moments together I need to be with you each day, and it hurts me when you say you're too busy. Busy trying to serve me. How can you serve me when your spirit is empty? There's a longing in my heart wanting more than just a part of you. It's true, I miss my time with you. So, let's get busy with it. Let's get busy and excited. Time with God. Time with God. I want to give you four things that you should look at during this particular time. Number one, choose the amount of meals that you're going to skip. I don't know if they have a, a slide for this, but if they do, you can put it up. Choose the amount of meals that you're going to to fast daily. And while you're doing that, schedule moments during the day to practice stillness. And as we go over these next few weeks, I'm going to talk more and more about stillness. So we're going to learn how to do it. And it's not just for the 21 days. These 21 days are the beginning of a habit that we're trying to start. It's a habit. Not trying to do this as a ritual. We're not just trying to go through the motions. We really want to give some attention to it. So choose the amount of meals that you're going to fast every day. Schedule moments during the day to practice stillness. Follow along with the daily scripture readings. And just to sit on that for a moment, when you hear these men and women come and read these scriptures. It's not just taking a scripture out of a prayer box. It's not just looking online or looking in my notes and saying, oh, what scripture are we supposed to read? Okay, good. I got through it. My heart is so full right now because in our culture and in the body of Christ, we can do that. And we do it really good. We're good at just doing what's required where we do more than be. And this fast is to help us to learn how to be. When you have those scriptures, say the words, Holy Spirit, help me to see what the Father wants for me in this. Help me to spend time with him. Choose the amount of meals you will fast daily. Schedule moments during the day to... Practice stillness. Follow along with daily scripture readings. And as I said earlier, enlist support. Enlist support. We are better together. Help me and and engage with somebody who's near you, whether in front of you, behind you, close to you, next to you. Look at somebody and say, we're better together. Look at somebody else now, just in case that was your husband or your wife and you had an argument this morning. Look at somebody else and say to them, we are better together. We're better together. We're better together. So uh, one of the last things that we're going to do today, um, we're going to invite these wonderful individuals who said yes. They will assist in this. And there'll be another six next week, and then there'll be another six the week after. These are the scriptures that will come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You've got six days where we're going to meditate on these designed scriptures. They're going to put them also up on the screen. But at this point, I would like to invite up Lydia, who's going to read our scripture from Monday. Will you honor her?
1: Hi, everyone. Um, So I'm reading Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. And it says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem... They came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. You guys love on Lydia for
0: that. When, when you read that scripture, let it soak in you. That's the passage for tomorrow. The second day is that we're going to be reading in, in our fast is Tuesday and our two scri- Tuesday scripture is going to be read by John. Can you guys love on John as he comes?
2: scripture is from uh, the the book of Psalms, uh, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord. Pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you keep a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. I long for the Lord more than the centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord, for the Lord is, is un unfa- The Lord is, there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. He himself will redeem Israel for every kind of sin.
0: Thank you, John. That's a, that's a great picture because, again, as, you, as we go through this, this passage is going to be talking about forgiveness. And it's going to not for shame. And I have to tell you that when you get into the passages of Scripture that talk about repentance and forgiveness, don't let the enemy make you run away. Oh, how, oh, how Naomi hit my heart this morning when she talked about the fire and she said burn me let your fire come and burn me burn clean me burn me beautiful burn me lovely so when it comes to repentance we want to run to him During this fast, if there are passages over this week that highlight repentance and saying, God, wash my sin. I'm sitting with you. I'm spending time with you. He is not putting his foot on your neck. That is reserved for the devil. He comes and he says, let's reason this out. And though your sins are red and, and like crimson, I'll make them white. I'll make them like wool. I'll fix you up. So thank you, John, for, for reading that passage for us. The third day, Wednesday, is going to be read by Fallon. Will you love, love on Fallon as she comes and gives us the scripture for Wednesday?
1: Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Have you never heard? Have you never understood?
0: The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding.
1: He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint.
0: Thank you. You see that passage is talking about waiting, 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 waiting. The next person who's going to come and share is going to be Craig. Craig, why don't you come and share what you all love on Craig as he gives us
2: the passage for Thursday. Oh, God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary engaged upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Levon Craig. As you can see, that Psalm chapter sixty-three, verses one through five. Man, imagine these these verses, all of these verses. You know, every day you're reading another verse while you're sitting with Him, while you're listening to songs that talk about who He is, and over the process, you're learning how to be with Him. Some of us don't learn how to be with God. We know how to do for God. We know how to show up for service. We know how to be obedient with his commands. That's important. We're going to know how to be with him because the better we are being with him, the more effective we are when we do for him. So that was Thursday. I want to invite up Craig's wife, Andraka. Will you love on her as she talks about our Friday verse?
1: have John 15 verses 1 through 6. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. are gathered into a pile to be burned.
0: Thank you, Andreka. Thank you for loving on Andreka. And let's make sure when we're reading that, we read it with the right mindset. That last passage, that last verse, where it says that it's going to be thrown away and it's going to be useless, it's not talking about the value of the individual. It's not talking about the individual being burned. It's talking about anything you do, it's worthless without him. We must consider the very life to us coming from the vine. What a beautiful passage of scripture. The last of the scriptures for this week is going to come uh, today as we read them from Roman. Will you love on Roman? Roman.
1: Psalms one nineteen twenty seven to 32. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. I weep with sorrow, encourage me by your word. Keep me from lying to myself, give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. I have chosen to be faithful, I have determined to live by your regulations. I cling to your laws, Lord, don't let me be put to shame. I will pursue your commands, for you expand my understanding.
0: I mean, this is rich just listening to them come up and read them. I love the design because you're not listening just to a pastor or someone with a title or someone you're expecting to give you instructions or guidelines from here. You're listening to everyday individuals who are saying, this is my cry to the Lord. This is my desire from the Lord. So when you read them on Monday or Tuesday, or Wednesday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're spending time, and I pray you do this, Take out your pad and pencil or pen or your phone or your tablet and dedicate it. Yeah, let's, let's. I want to give you an instruction on that. I want you to dedicate your phone this week or your tablet this week, or you go and buy a journal. Say, Lord, I'm dedicating this. Uh, it's setting it aside. A biblical word for it is sanctifying. Sanctifying doesn't mean you're pouring oil on it and all that. It just means that I'm setting it apart where this will be used for these 21 days learning how to be with the Lord. So get a notepad. Get a notepad. Put it aside. Don't let anybody say, hey, you got a pen and paper I can use, and you give them the notepad. No. That is set aside for these 21 days so cool for me um, as I go through some of the books in our home. And I'm the guy in the house that likes to throw things away. I don't know if you guys have one of those. If the, if the refrigerator is going to get cleaned out, I'm cleaning it out. If there's junk that's going to get thrown away, I'm throwing it away. And sometimes I throw away stuff too soon. So I've learned over the years. But I remember going through this one part of the bookshelf and I found a notebook from Pam, and I saw all of her journalings and her writings, conversations that she was having with God. And I watch her from time to time, pull them out, go through them. Let's build that this year. Right on there, the pause, 20, 24, 21 days of learning, how to be with the Lord. And don't just use it for the 21 days. Learn, grow, ask God those questions when you get the passage of Scripture. Write out, Lord, what do you want to say to me about this? Or as Roman just read, God, I want to serve you. I want to keep your commands. I want to follow your instructions. Help me. Because without you, And Draca read, I'm the vine. You're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Lord, show me how to lean into you. What do I need that I'm missing in my busyness? When Lydia opened up with Martha, and Jesus said, "When Martha's response, ask my sister to help me. Jesus said, Mary has chosen the good part And I'm not going to take that away from her. In your journal, write something like, Lord, what's the good part that you want me to see? Because I don't want my efforts to be burned up and considered useless. This is where we are. This is
2: today's teaching. Bow your head.